Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Good day, scholars. Welcome back to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. I'm this week's host, Dom Philp, on the mic. Not too hard, not too soft, but just right. Uh, we are coming to you free of charge every single week on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts from. Best way that you can support is to rate, review, subscribe, the holy tricolon. If you're on Twitter, why don't you tweet this out? Uh, tweet it to your friends. If you're on Instagram, which I am, I'm not on Twitter. Why don't you add this to your Instagram story? You can hit us up on Twitter. It's uh, WSBFUN, about 15,000 followers there, I think, Ross. And uh, on Instagram, it's slightly fewer than that. Uh, wrestling should be fun, all one word. We are here for a very, very special episode this week, though. Oh, mate, it is super strong style season, our favourite time of the year. It's like bloody Christmas for us. So we are joined with a very, very special guest. Firstly, regular guest, we've got Ross the Boss Casey. How are you, Ross? Very well, thanks. Yeah, all that build up to just introduce me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it's, what, what do you, don't play yourself down, mate. You're the fucking boss. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're the last standing boss in wrestling. It's great. <laughs> the final boss. The final, yeah, 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 the final boss. Fatality. I used to say to people when they said, oh, why did you move to the UK? I was like, oh, because I, I completed Australian Tinder. The final boss is Dame Edna Edridge. Um, it, it, you know, it was a line I used a lot. Never really worked. Um, so I want to introduce a very, very special guest. This is one of the participants in Super Strong Soul 16. This is a man who came within a bee's dick of winning the Progress World title at the 10th anniversary show. And this is our favourite to take home the whole thing this Queen's Jubilee holiday weekend. It's Warren Banks. Hello. Hi. Hello. I'm the favourite. I'm your, I'm your pick. Is that me? <laughs> mate, mate, 100%. And even well, if you weren't here. If I'm here. It's if, one of those situations. Like, oh, no, you can, you can hear us. If, let's listen in. Mate, if we if we had um, Johnny Nitro on the show, you'd still be my pick. Don't worry about it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Mate, we're just so thankful that you're here, mate. You know, we want to welcome you to the pod. So, a little bit of a different format for us this week, just because it's such a big week for progress. We want to do our due diligence to uh, the promotion that we love the most, and you as a guest here. So, we're going to jump straight into a little bit of a uh, Super Strong Style sixteen preview in a moment, mate. But I, I just wanted to get a little bit of the, the Banksy, if I, if I may call you that. Yeah, for sure. Go for it, man. Yeah. I, like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get a little bit of the uh, the Banksy backstory, mate. So you've come into progress really on the main roster in pretty much the last two years since the pandemic. Is that right? Yeah. When when did you debut? Um, so my debut was a pre-show in, I think, January or February of 2020. And then, you know, I was like, awesome, now to kick on. And uh, uh, no. Oh no. And then mate. you know, <laughs> the thing happened. Mate, give us a bit of an insight into what that was like for you. Like you'd right on the cusp there of what must have felt like such a big break. And I mean, we we were there in those first shows of 2020 and seeing how mm. the roster was starting to change. Yeah. We were there for your pre-show match. Oh. And then all of a sudden that seems to be taken away. A, a lot of people did it tough during the pandemic. Like, yeah. how did you hold up, mate? Um, I feel bad saying this sometimes. I'm one of those people whose life actually got better during the pandemic. I just found other ways to keep myself busy and just threw myself into other interests. I I even actually became a an Uber Eats driver because I just had nothing to do and I wanted to get out of the house. And that actually ended up making me like a lot of money. So it's just weird things like that. But in terms of having, the, as you said, it's sort of on the cusp of something big and then it all gets taken away. It was It was tough to deal with at the time like really yeah. tough and it was a case of like and it's obviously the world was in peril but like on a selfish level it was just damn I really you know I, I thought if we didn't have this thing happen I may have been very much on the way to being signed somewhere you know that sort of thing I had a lot of momentum at that time in other places outside of progress which got me to progress I had like a WWE tryout like a few months before that so things yeah. were looking up and then bang stopped so it was tough Bye. man Mate, you don't you don't have to tell me. I'm a school teacher, eh? And um, oh man, that, that, you guys, that, 
that first lockdown, like the second lockdown, I'm not going to lie to you, was the hardest I've ever worked. The second yeah. one. The first one, before anyone had like, you know, Google Classroom set up, yes. yeah, before, yeah. before anyone really knew what to do with like learning over Zoom. Mate, I, I had three months in the sun. I was working about an hour a day. I can't complain. So, <laughs> um, yeah, don't feel guilty at all. I, yeah. you know. Um, by the way, uh, any teachers out there, no hate mail, please. I, yeah. <laughs> I've, probably, I've, I've just broken kayfabe. <laughs> what you mean he was in this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie Dennis is fuming. Yeah. <laughs> get brick um, through your window. <laughs> just drags off cursing in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you, you mentioned, um, Banksy, a couple of other places where you were working. I'm sure this is not what you referred to, but. One of our mates here at Wrestling Should Be Funny, he couldn't be with us tonight. His name's Matt Connolly, and he's yeah. from he's from Boreham Wood. And he is obsessed with this uh, promotion that runs in a library up there called Ignite. And he said that you're the big dog up there. And he just said, can someone please ask Warren Banks about Ignite and how he finds the promotion and what it's like working in a library? So it's not in a library. It's uh, the one in a library is in South London called Wrestle Purpose. Um, oh, but Ignite in Boreham Wood, it's in like a, um, it's like a, almost like an event center. I'm not quite sure how to describe it, but it's like a theater room and it's really, really cool. Like it's got a very nice setup. The music's great. The lighting's great. The venue help produce the shows in terms of lighting and music and smoke and stuff. So it's really nice. It's well attended. Uh, it's very much a family crowd, but it's an odd mix. So it's families, but then there's like a sprinkling of sort of regular showgoers and you kind of have to vary up what you do to kind of try and tick the boxes for everybody. And it presents a unique challenge, but I think that helps us grow as performers and, and wrestlers. So I really do enjoy it. Um, the one in the library is great. My favorite part was we, us building a ring and a guy, just this older dude, just refusing to get up from his chair. So we're just building this, bringing in these giant heavy bars, just like squeezing past him. And he's just reading his book. He's just not having any of it. And shushing you. He just no-sold it. He just did not look up, man. He just, the the four corners of the ring were up. We were bringing in like the metal posts and the bars and we're building this thing. And he's just there like, yeah, now I'm going to finish this chapter. I don't give a fuck, man. (laughs) He's just, he just did not care. He just no-sold it. And then he got when he was ready. Not when we, he was ready to go. Mate, you can't just walk away from the Battle of Hogwarts mid-battle, you know? I don't know know what you was reading, but it must have been really good. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. Now we're on a bit of a roll talking about, you know, funny or interesting London promotions and things like that outside of progress. But Mm. are you based in London these days or are you still up uh, Buckinghamshire way? It's a mixture of both at the moment. So um, my partner lives in London. So I spend a fair bit of time with her because obviously I'm I'm not sure if you might have seen, but I posted that, you know, I don't have a full time job anymore. So I'm able to kind of move around a lot easier. So I spend a lot of time in London with her and then some time in Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire with my family. Uh, But I'll be moving to London like a full-time basis in July. Um, Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Do you have a link? uh, Now I could be really wrong, but do you have a link to the Hustle guys there in Edmonton? Have you done some training there? Hustle, I did train. I trained with them for a good few years. Like uh, I want to say... So like 20, oh my, my, the freaking pandemic has ruined my perception of time. But oh, I did <laughs> I did train with them for quite a while. And I feel um, I've got no hesitancy in saying like training with them helped kind of get me to the next level. So I was doing a lot of shows regularly and they were sort of like your kind of smaller local promotions, like your mum and dad sort of shows. Um, but then I always kind of described the classes that I did at Hustle as sort of like it's finishing school, it's refining and it's tweaking and it's polishing up what you've already got. And so it's those little details and nuances that I was able to add to my game, which got me into like places like Attack and like the Progress Pre-Show and the WWE tryout and all that sort of stuff. So it was really helpful, really, really helpful. Yeah. I mean, we're not trying to sell anything here. I, I went down <laughs> to like two little training sessions. I was never going to be a wrestler or anything. I just thought I'd go and check it out. Yeah. To understand wrestling, you kind of have to go and do some training once exactly. in your life. So, so I did that, you know, and I did I did two sessions before I like hurt my neck or something because I'm an idiot. But um, <laughs> I, uh, but I, I had a great time there, and I, you know, if I was to think about my my memory of those times, you know, I'm I'm looking around and I'm seeing a lot of people at that training session that now are either in sort of main event slots at big 
you know, London promotions like Progress, mm. like yourself, Gene Money was there yeah. on a day that I went down there, or yeah. even people who have gone on to the, you know, the UK performance that are like Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, any budding wrestlers, maybe look that up for sure. Um, actually, one of my students is there training at the moment. That's from oh, my cool. school, which, which, which is funny, you know. So that's, that's always cool. That's awesome. But, I guess we should talk a little bit about why we're here. Our main event of the evening is um, Super Strong Style. But I just wanted to, obviously, I've done a lot of talking here. Ross, um, is there anything that I've missed out in our little uh, introduction here? Just a bit of um, context for you, Warren, in terms of our experience for Super Strong Style varies from people like myself who have been to every single one, people to, who have been to a few. What mm. is it for you in terms of Super Strong Style? Does it mean a big thing for you in terms of the British wrestling scene? Have you been to any previous ones? Do you have any highlights from past Can years? I, I'm going to be 150% honest because I find being honest always makes things juicier and more funny. <laughs> I... I had been to, I think, two live progress shows before I actually worked there. Amazing. I was very much in a bubble. I had no idea what the UK wrestling scene was like when I started. I wasn't aware there really was one. I trained at the Projo as it was then and did the beginners course. And I was like, awesome, thank you. And then just kind of carried on doing what I was doing and wrestling around other places. So with progress and super strong style and stuff like that, I didn't know what it was about until kind of like I got a bit more clued up around like sort of 20, 2018, 2019 and started going other places and learning these things. So it may, I don't have like the fond memories that, you know, people like yourself and others may have of going there and just make, having this amazing bank holiday weekend, seeing some of the sickest wrestling you'll ever see and having a great time. I unfortunately don't have the memory from like a fan side, but I'm looking forward to creating those memories as a wrestler. Yeah, you're uh, definitely going to create memories for other fans. Um, uh, I know that. Uh, yeah, I, I know that we're going to go into it uh, shortly later. But the matchup that came out of the draw bracket for you, particularly, that's going to be so good. I'm there with my neck and shoulder. I'm like, of all the people, <laughs> like you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't give me, couldn't give me someone smaller. That was the luck of the draw, obviously. But like, ah, <laughs> oh, come on, can we not re re roll it or something? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just from our uh, fan side, from us. Super Strong Style means so much to us. It's the thing that is the highlight of Progress's year. And the fact that you've not been to one previously doesn't matter to us. You're a wrestler. You're going to entertain us. And fingers crossed for you, you're going to take home not only the Super Strong Style tournament moniker, but also the Progress title. How different is it to have the title on the line also as part of a tournament? It makes it juicier. Like, even before that was announced, I was sort of like, I'm going to do it. Like, it, it was a kind <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do the thing. Now, it was a kind of like when you see it, right? And you hear rumblings, it's like, oh, you may be selected, you may not. Then and there, we'll take a look at your performance, all that sort of stuff. And you're like, okay, cool. It's more hope than expectation. And yeah. then you get like confirmation that it's happening. I don't know. It's like a switch. And it's just, you're. And I just, you're not going to stop me from winning the thing. Like it's, it's one of those where it's you, you are going to have to take my head off and remove it really far away from my body because I'll pick it back up and put it on. Like, you're not going to stop me from winning. I don't care if I've got one arm, I'm going to do it. Like it's, especially now the title's there. I was motivated already. That's just an amazing bit of icing on a really, really awesome cake. Like I've been really close to the progress championship so many times. And I think it's like, it's, it's got to be now, you know, like it's, it's got to be now. I don't know how I would deal with not getting it this time. And I'm not even allowing that thought to cross my mind, to be honest. It's, it's got to be now and I'm going to make it. So, so yeah. That's an incredibly important little thing that, that you just mentioned there in terms of how are you going to react to if you don't. And I can only imagine what it would be like not to get it this time again, because obviously previously at the anniversary show, it wasn't really your doing, the fact that you didn't win it, because... <laughs> We all saw the visual pin that you had on Gresham. And it, and if it wasn't for Lycos Gym, you would have it anyhow. Yeah, it was. So, like, when the ref told me his foot was under the ropes, it was a moment of, like, what the hell do I do? And in my mind, I was like, just do it again. Like, just, just <laughs> like, because the case of you can do it, you've just done it. Just do it again, but right in the middle as opposed to, in, like, to the side. So it was a matter of, like, I'm going to turn around and get him. And then he flipping hit me in the dick. So, like, it's... Yeah. It, it's I felt like I, I did have it. I'd done it again. And then I'm not, I do know why they've done it because I'm not sure if it's public knowledge, but we have spoken since then and I've gotten an explanation. It wasn't physically, obviously, because 
I know it, I'd probably be in cuffs, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've got an explanation as to why they did what they did, which was very much they decided I wasn't ready to be a champion. They decided I was getting too big for my boots. Uh, because to peel the curtain back, it was actually Kid Lycos's recommendation that got me onto progress during, like, you know, the Peckham era, the really the empty rim template. Uh, yeah. So if not for not for Kid Lycos, I don't know if I'd be there. And I feel like he feels like he owns my career because of it. And, you know, he didn't want me to be champion. So he made it so. And unfortunately, yeah, and- the little prick succeeded. Yes. And then obviously he played a big part in what happened in the last chapter also with the title. Uh, we'll go into that later as well. But just mm. before we go into the eight matches in round one, you were talking br- briefly off air about the current injury status of yeah. yourself. Unfortunately, you had to back out of a show this weekend. Um, but yeah. you were saying that, as you were just saying, it would take someone to knock your head off and Fiji put it back on for you to not yeah. be in this tournament. So a little update on your injury status. Um, so it's, I can't remember the exact terminology because he had his elbow in my back. So it was rather hard to focus, but I believe it was a, it's a type of, uh, tendinopathy. It was a nerve problem and it's a nerve in the shoulder near the rotator cuff, which essentially means that I am unable to like lift my arm, put pressure on my arm. If I do, it feels like someone's stepping not only on my back, but on my chest as well. Because of where the nerve runs and the muscles recruited for you to move your shoulder, it means that rather than it just being isolated to your shoulder, it's your front, your back and your shoulder. And it all hurts because the nerve's being compressed. So it was a case of him getting his elbow in. I think he had his knee on me at one point, like to try and like kind of loosen it up and stuff. The guy was a wrestling fan, funny enough. So when I told him I was wrestling, he went, yeah, you know what? based on the progression of your recovery, you should be fine. When I said it would potentially be four matches in three days, you kind of had a look of, okay, maybe, maybe not that much. Like say <laughs> it could be that and if I get through round one, I may not, as I said, nothing's going to stop me, but it's going to be, it's just going to be grit the teeth and go for it at this stage. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And if anyone can grit their teeth, it's going to be you, mate. I think someone who's listening at this would be yelling through their headphones if I didn't ask the question, Banksy. You mentioned that you weren't really influenced too much by like the local indie scene, but mm. like tell us a little bit about your wrestling history. Have you have you been a fan for a long time? And like who are some big influences just before we get into the, the matches this weekend? Yeah, for sure. Um so I'll keep it brief because I know we've got a lot to talk about, but um I've always been a fan of wrestling. I can't remember when I became a fan, I just know it's always been there and I've always liked it. I watched it pretty much my entire life in regards to sort of I was very much in the WWE bubble like a lot of people were of course and then I found like uh, Impact or TNA at the time on like a random TV channel on Sky I think it might have been Bravo and I got into that and then when I started training again I was very much in a WWE bubble and it was all local it was all really small like then uh, I saw online about a company called New Japan and I was like oh what is this New Japan pro wrestling what is I've heard about Japanese wrestling And it was during the G1 Climax in 2017. So it was like a year after it started. And that blew my mind and changed everything. It it completely, I was telling people like, you are going to see the sickest matches you'll ever see on a regular, like a nightly basis for that tournament. Like, so that's my influences and stuff. I'd definitely say uh, Tamatonga, because I thought he was the coolest dude. Like the coolest dude, Tamatonga, AJ Styles, Kenny Omega, and a little bit, a little bit of Edge, because um, Edge is my favorite wrestler. If anyone wants to put a gun to my head, he's my favorite wrestler of all time. So, you know, so there's a reason I use the spear and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. And I, I guess I know you're a big fan of like the monster movies and stuff, like you're the mm-hmm. Nigerian kaiju. I guess that ties into the Japanese influence as well, right? Or- yeah, no, 100%. Because it's like when I was a kid, it was it was growing up and it was watching like, the really old, like, um, the Godzilla stuff, like the Millennium Godzilla stuff, which I thought was dope. And then, you know, Saturday morning cartoons on Sci-Fi Channel, you're watching Neon Genesis Evangelion and you're watching giant robots versus these crazy ass... I know they weren't called kaiju, they were called angels, but still just giant monsters versus giant robots is my jam. So Pacific Rim is on my <laughs> top 10 list. Pacific Rim is on my top 10 list of films, like Shin Godzilla's on there as well. I do love those things and I just wish I could blow up a city, you know? 
as a giant monster, not in real life, FBI. <laughs> like as a giant <laughs> yeah, mate. Uh, maybe you better open up a, a safe window in your browser before saying stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, hundred percent VPN. That <laughs> thing. I'm in Brazil. <laughs> that's where, that's where it came from. <laughs> Excellent. All right. This is, let's get into what people are here for. We're here to talk a little bit about Progress Wrestling Super Strong Style 16, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this weekend. And if you're listening to this right now, hopefully you're listening to it before Friday. So, okay, well, I'm I'm having a look at the bracket. We'll save your match until last, uh, Warren. But on the left-hand side of the bracket, uh, we're going to open up with Chris Ridgway versus Dean Allmark, two guys who we're expecting uh, grappling style from, I suppose, with a little bit of striking from Ridgway. Dean Allmark, who pretty much has barely lost the match since Progress has restarted, right? Like he went all the way through, challenged for the title, was unlucky, like yourself, Banksy, a couple of times, and him and Jonathan Gresham had a great uh, grappling match in the ballroom, didn't they? Uh, I was pretty drunk for it, but I remember it being good. Um, so... Uh, Ross, what are you saying first? Thoughts for this first rounder? Uh, well, first for me is um, just a few stats is that uh, according to Cage Match, these lads have faced off five times and Chris Ridgway has only come out on top once. So mm. going on the odds, Ridgway, even though some people would say that he's the favourite here, if you're going on the odds, Dean Allmark for Chris Ridgway is a bit of a um, potential um, slip up. So right. don't always think on these sorts of things. Sometimes it's good to, to look at the stats Everyone's got those sorts of wrestlers that they can't seem to beat in uh, wrestling history. Mm. And for Ridgeway, it's, it appears to be uh, Mr. Dean Allmark. Interesting. Any sort of insight in uh, being in the ring with either of these two guys, Warren? I'm sure you've uh, got experience with both. Wrestled Chris a few times. I think we're we're actually even. Um, I've never I've never wrestled uh, Dean one on one. But yeah, as you said, it's going to be a lot of technique, uh, like technique techers. Um, and some pretty hard strikes as well. Because one thing is about, like, everyone's like, oh, Dean Olmark, he's this graceful wrestler, and he does it. He hits really hard. Like, he's, he's, he's there smiling, and he looks like like butter would have melt, you know? And then he European uppercuts you, and you you forget your mum's birthday. Like, he hits hard, man. <laughs> so it's just... <laughs> I'll tell you what he looks like to me, and I, I mean this in the utmost respect to Dean. He looks like your, like, really, your hard-ass uncle at the family barbecue mm. that you just don't want to fuck with. Yeah, well, he's fine. I, you know, a headbutt somebody. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, uh, you, you sort of look at him. It's like, oh, mate, you know, got a got a bit of a belly on him or whatever. That thing is rock hard. Yeah, like, oh, it's like awesome. this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but like he's just got a fighter's body, you know. Yeah, yeah, mate. I'm taking Allmark after hearing those stats. Fair. I am going to take Chris Ridgway. I am going to actually go against the stats a little bit because. The reason that I think that Ridgeway is going to win this is going to lead into the next match in that, did you notice that um, they interviewed Charlie Dempsey, did Lee McAteer and co on their kind of video preview of Super Strong Star when they announced Charlie Dempsey was going to be in the match and they asked him what's the one wrestler that he wants to face and he mentioned Chris Ridgeway's name and I feel mm-hmm. like if someone brings your name into their conversation, it's only going to rile them up in um, a certain type of way. And I think Ridgeway is intense anyway. And I think that his intensity is going to go through the roof wanting this match against Dempsey. And he's going to see kind of Dempsey's face as he's striking Dean Ormark. <laughs> yeah, I feel I did. I've not seen that video, but I think if you say you want to fight Chris, mate, like don't let him hear you say it. And if he has heard it, then you're right. It's just a case of, oh yeah, you want to fight? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, <so. laughs> Welcome to the show. That's a pretty good segue into our second match on that side of the bracket. It just so happens that also on that side of the bracket, the round of 16, we've got Charles Crowley versus Charlie Dempsey. Ross, you're mm. going to have to tell me a bit about Charlie Dempsey because um, this is one of those times that people that listen to this are like, you're meant to be the host. You should know shit. Um, I don't know a lot about Charlie Dempsey. Can you, or well, probably both of you guys can fill me in, but Ross, I know that you're the uh, NXT UK expert. Yeah, so I've seen him several times, both live and on TV via NXT UK. And he came across at the start as a kind of a young upstart that was capable of stretching people, but it wasn't his thing necessarily, in that he would be quite, uh, what's the word, kind of 
a better word than nice, but I can't think of a better word than nice right now. In terms you know of, what's funny? I was thinking of what I was going to say. Uh, I'm going to let you finish, but like, yeah, I, I saw him a good few years ago and he was quite young. And as you said, you can tell what he can do, but he didn't seem to want to do it. Yeah. Almost. And unfortunately for all of his opponents, the former lucky kid has got hold of him as part of his family and is teaching him the wicked ways. And now he has absolutely no qualms about being the badass that he is. And yeah, Charles Crowley, the spectacular twat that he is. Oh, well, <laughs> whoa, whoa, you can't say that. It's the family show. <laughs> yeah, I've been swearing up a storm. I'm so sorry. <laughs> mate, I'm already, mate, I'm, oh, my fucking ears. <laughs> yeah, he is in trouble because Charlie Dempsey can do damage to a limb that only... <laughs> He probably can on this uh, roster. The only one that up, is up against him in that kind of vein of wickedness, I would probably say, is probably Ridgeway at his worst. So the potential of those two in round two gets my juices going. Nice. And I'm hoping that we see it in, in round two personally. And that's my pick. I'm going to go with that as well, because, uh, again, as I said, echoing a lot of the same points you've made in terms of Dempsey without restraint is a force to be reckoned with. And also, I just kind of want to see Crowley just get folded like laundry, man. I just want to see him just just, just, just get folded in half like a deck chair. I just, I'm just sick of him. I'm just looking forward to seeing it. So. <laughs> yeah. But my only prediction, and uh, someone mentioned this earlier in our little group, but my prediction is this will definitely be Ross's favourite match of the weekend. Because I know you got a soft spot for Crowley as well, haven't you, boss? Yes, I do, yeah. Even though, <laughs> you know... He is yeah. a spectacular twat. <laughs> yeah. All so, yeah, uh, let, let's sweep it. I, I think I think Dempsey will probably go through, even though I've never heard of him before. First, I thought it was a typo. I thought it might have been Bobby Dempsey from Ring of Honor in 2005, but you guys probably won't know who that is, so I'll just get on to the next <laughs> match. Just to also uh, note as well, of course, like I'm sure most people know this, but Charlie Dempsey is the son of William Regal. And if you watch AEW... Oh, sure. and you... I genuinely didn't know that. I legitimately really? did not know that. He looks um, so much like him. And if you've been keeping up with AEW and you've seen the difference in the likes of Wheeler Utah, Brian Danielson and John Moxley under the helm of William Regal, you'll realise how badass his son is. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have known that one. Next one, we've got uh, Ricky Shane Page and Gene Money. Now... On the other side of the bracket here, we have got one of the other favourites, present company accepted, Gene Money, up against one of the uh, the big imports, RSP. Now, I, just whilst we're talking about Gene, I know that you've got a bit of history uh, with Gene Money, at Banksy, and yeah. I'm and we, I'm looking at this and. There's, you know, I, 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 I want to say a good chance, but mathematically a slim chance that you might face each other right mm. at the very end in the main event of the Sunday show. I just wanted, could you tell us a little bit about your history and like, would it be special to you to face this guy that you got that shared history with in I the think, final? Uh, I think special is, is uh, doesn't even cover it. Like um, he was my first teacher. Like he taught me how to wrestle. So um, and then we became friends and peers and it was me and him kind of like traveling up and down to these shows. And uh, you mentioned Hustle. It was me and him going to like Hustle training and stuff together every week. You know, he's like, I'm friends with, with his wife. Like he's friends with mine. Like he's met my family and stuff. Like he's like a brother to me. So to, for us to have kind of gone on this journey together and reach the finals of this tournament would be the stuff like a Disney movie is made out of. <laughs> so I know you said it's slim, but if I had to pick who to face in the final, it would it would have to be him just purely selfishly because of everything we've been through. So yeah, it would be him. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, mathematically slim, but also I think two of the favorites for the whole thing. So um yeah, let's let's hope we can kick it over the line. Maybe this maybe this little podcast can put some positive uh, vibes <laughs> out there or something. Yeah. Um, I actually saw that Gene as well on, on his social media, um, he sort of predicted his way through the tournament and he said that uh, he was going to be seeing you on Sunday as well. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. RSP though, have you ever wrestled RSP before? No, I've seen him a good few times. I've never been able to, to work with him, but he's got a tremendous, tremendous mind for wrestling and, and the business. Like 
he's always watching and giving advice to, to everybody. Like, he's just a wonderful guy to be around. I'm obviously, you know, we're talking picks just to jump ahead. I'm obviously going to pick Gene, but like RSP is no slouch, man. I'm looking forward to people seeing him in the ballroom and letting him stretch stuff. It's going to be great to have him back in the ballroom. We mm. we got to see him in the dome uh, recently, and the way that he moves for a guy of his size, right? It's, it's jaw dropping. You know, yeah. you're a massive unit yourself, Banks. <laughs> you know, take nothing away. But yeah, the, the way that RSP moves, and um, you know, the way he's balanced on the top rope and stuff like that, it's like right. he's Rob Van Dam. You know, sometimes it's crazy. There's stuff that he can do that he doesn't do in matches that, like, I've seen I've seen him pull out in, like, uh, training and stuff like that. And you'd be surprised at just how agile he really is. Like, he's probably going to be mad at me for saying this. Like, they're going to expect shit now, man. But, like, it's, it's nuts what he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, if you listen to RSP, let's break out some of the some of the crazy stuff over the weekend if we can, mate. We'd love to see it. Put Jack Evans to shame. <laughs> Ross, did you have anything you wanted to chime in with? I think that was a pretty beautiful statement about um, money and banks, really. I, I I, just think we should leave it with that one and head on to the next match. <laughs> Mate, leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> So to round out the left-hand side of the bracket, as I'm looking at it, I'm like a football commentator on the radio now. Uh, going left to right, we've got the last match, Malik versus Callum Newman. Come on, Callum Newman. Great to yeah. see him in there. Speaking of like people that can just unleash ridiculous flips and stuff on social media outside of the ring, I am more impressed by Callum Newman's Instagram from like the trampoline in his backyard. <laughs> almost, almost anything else in the world. The, the things that he does, it's like watching like some like Red Bull advert or something. It's insane. Got wings for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, like, Ross, I'll let you take this one. I'm, I wonder if you, you know, stat dog is back. Roof, roof. Anything else you can tell <laughs> us about the Newman Malik matchup, mate? It seems, I'll, I'll just, sorry, man. I'll, that's the worst hosting ever. But it seems that this has been building for a little while with uh, Malik essentially beating the tar out of Callum's uh, stable mates. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Obviously, Danny Black in particular had an issue with Malik. Just a few chapters ago, Danny Black went on to actually pin Spike Trevay at, at the Dome with a little bit of help from Cara Noir. So he would have potentially come into this tournament off the back of a massive win, but he stepped aside for Callum Newman graciously. It seems like they're a group, a stable that are very well thought out and there's no kind of jealousy there, which is great to see from CPF. And Newman and Malik do have a history. In 2019, they fought to a 30-minute draw at the Resgal. Malik beat Callum a few months later in the same year. Um, and since then, they've kind of wrestled in tag team matches, including with Mr. Warren Banks himself, where Lycos Jim, Malik and Warren Banks beat CPF. Uh, so there's a little bit of history there with Warren as well. But what I think is most interesting is the social media game from Malik leading into this. don't know if you saw this, but... When it was announced that it was uh, Malik versus Callum Newman, he simply wrote a tweet out saying, R.I.P. Callum Newman. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> so Malik's taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, well, I, all I can do here representing wrestling should be fun is pass along my condolences to the Newman family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, Loki. You know, maybe a month ago or so when we were kind of talking about dream people for Super Strong Style, I, I said, and this was before Newman uh, made his debut on the ballroom, I said, you got to keep an eye on this Newman kid. He is, in the words of Matt Connolly, a fucking problem. Um, yeah. Bi yeah, big lad and, and you know, moves like a cat. So, mm. yeah, I, I, I think a little bit of a dark horse maybe to get through to the second round. What do you reckon, Banksy? What would you like to see happen in this one? I'd like to see Callum get through because his brothers selected him. So I don't want him to let him down. He is a tremendous, tremendous talent as well. A tremendous talent. So I'd, I'd like to see him get sort of get what he deserves, which is to progress to the next round. And also, Malik still hasn't paid us for helping him in that tag match. So I want, you know, Callum, Callum needs to handle that for me. I know, I know, I, I'd probably say that's water under the bridge. Like it's the principle, you know? So I want Callum to. Yeah. It's probably more likely to be that North London car salesman that Malik's got hanging around with him. That's the man we need to contact. But uh, someone's getting dangled over a balcony. That's that's all I know. That's <laughs> the, 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 like. 
we're talking Milton Keynes rules here now. Come on. Yeah. I'm taking it back to 95 hip hop, man. I'm getting my money. Ross mentioned the Resgal whilst we got a little bit of a sidebar here. Did you, you ever get near the Resgal, Banksy? Did you ever work in there? Never got to work. I did get to see a show, Southside, it was uh, a good few summers ago. Cool atmosphere and vibe for sure. I'm glad that Russ mentioned the history because I'm not sure if it's known that Callum and Malik used to train together and stuff like that. So they know each other very well. Um, so it may, it may be a sleeper hit. I, I think people may not be expecting the quality of match they're, they're very, very, very likely to get from this one. Do you know if you've been told, Warren, if there is a time limit on these matches? Not that I've been made aware of, but that may we may get told when we get there. It's sort of before we go out. Obviously, we have a chat with the ref and he lets us know what the story is. Uh, so I guess we'll find out when we get there. Yeah, yeah, because seemingly, as you say, that they train together, they're going to know each other really well. They've had a past history where they've gone to time limit draw. That may well play a part here. Mm, possibly, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Might send an angry email like, hey, how long, how long have we got to beat each other up? Huh? <laughs> if you're listening, progress management, let us know, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. WSBFUN on uh, Twitter. Excellent stuff. Halfway there, like Bon Jovi living on a brand. <laughs> Head over to the right hand side of the bracket here. Another name that I'm not too familiar with is Aramis. And I was actually having a chat to someone from Progress Management, the last ballroom show, and they said that I think that people are sleeping on Aramis. Big name uh, and a, a massive, massive import. And maybe if people in uh, in Camden Town don't know him yet, they will very, very soon. Mm. He's up against, I want to say another import, just because he's one of the Rev Pro boys, and I'm allowed to say that because this is my podcast, uh, <laughs> Robbie X. So Aramis versus Robbie X, I'm thinking flips, right? Oh, 250 million percent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know much about Aramis, uh, Banksy? Other than what I've been able to catch when he did a bit of MLW, not too much. He's unknown to me. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see the, the full extent of what he can do. Yeah. And Ross, I know you you like a little bit of MLW as well. Have you, have you come across Aramis before or is he going to be new to your eyes as well? Trappings for the eyes, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Just the once I've caught him on MLW in the past and I was really impressed. And for whatever reason, I just didn't see him again for the next few weeks. But um, I've also noted down here that Twitter feed Lucha blog, which is really good for like Lucha based tweets, if you're into that sort of thing. They noted down last week that apparently... Black Taurus versus Aramis from from night two of Bola was so, so good. And if a Lucha guy is into that match, then I'm assuming that the Lucha was fucking brilliant. So, yeah. yeah. To answer your question, Dom, I think it's going to be flippy as shit, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely um, stretching the friendship too far. But, like, for anyone like me who doesn't know a lot about him, any, like, does anyone know what his finisher is or anything like that? Anything that we could be looking out for in the first round? Or is that pushing the friendship too far to ask? So I'm just on his cage match right now, and it says 450 smash. Brilliant. I do like a 450. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got a soft spot for the 450, 100%. Mm. Uh, Just uh, because I was a massive fan of Juventud Guerrera in the night. Oh, Juventud was my guy, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I'm from Australia where, like, Nitro was even more accessible than Raw on TV. Whereas Ah, I, I feel like a lot of people in the UK had to work a lot harder to find Nitro, right? Or... Ross, you never really got Nitro as a kid, did you? No, I didn't. I was always catching up on VHS, like, eight months down the line. <laughs> they used to show it on, like, Channel 5, like, a really heavily edited version of it, and that's where I would catch it. And, like, yeah, Uvi was my guy, man. I loved him. Yeah, I, I loved Uvi as well. He was the best. So, yeah. Just something to, to note as well for Aramis. Sorry, guys. Um, just a real fun thing. It's got him down here as being 23 years old. And he's got 12 years of in-ring experience. So they start oh, in That son of a bitch. How dare yeah. he? That's just, that's just rude, like. Yeah. That's, that shit is unfair, right? It really is. <laughs> Mate, I'm trying to think what I was doing when I was 11. Right? <laughs> I was like, you know, like, I was getting out for a duck in under-12s cricket. That's, that's, that's about it, you know? Not doing math homework. That's what I was doing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was stacking my bike at the BMX track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, amazing. And up against another bit of a prodigy as well. 
Robbie X, who to me feels like he's been around in Brit Rest forever, and then you look it up and he's still like 19. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I remember someone told me his age recently. I can't, I should know exactly, but someone told me that he's something like still only, you know, just in his 20s and probably in his early 20s. And I was like, no fucking way. I'm sure that guy was 30 when I saw him wrestle the <laughs> first time. Yeah. Well, like, it's great to see him get a go here in progress. Um, yeah. I've really enjoyed his work for a long time. Um, and I had a bit of a joke at RevPro's Express, Reese, uh, like, just before here, but we love RevPro as well and we support them too. So it's great to see him get the chance in the ballroom and I think he's really going to blow people away as well. Just a quick one on Robbie X. Obviously, last week's episode, we, we uh, ran through Epic Encounter 2022 and Phil mentioned that, Luke Jacobs versus Robbie X was an amazing match. So he's in form in terms of entertainment and mm. not just in entertainment also because just this weekend he's pinned Ninja Mac. No so, way. So he oh, can, so my he, guy. So he can beat Lucha guys. So he's in form. Yeah. Uh, mate, Ninja Mac. I, I was gutted that I didn't get to see him over the weekend, but I, I really, really hope he comes back uh, with GCW later on in the year in September to TNT. Um, buzzing to see uh, Ninja Mac, uh, Ninja Comma Mac, Ninja Fuck Mac here on UK Shores. Mate, Ross, you mentioned the bad word. You're not meant to mention Luke Jacobs when we're in the presence of Warren Banks. <laughs> like, but now that Ross has mentioned it, I can get away with asking the question. Banksy, Jacobs knocked you off in the final of MPS7. I knew you would pick that off. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also beat you in the semifinals of the Atlas tournament. How yeah. glad are you that Luke Jacobs is not in this tournament? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he's going to punch me. He, oh is, he is, he is, he is, uh, he is kryptonite to me. I don't know what it is. I've been able to beat him once, but I'm not sure what it is about. I think it, I'm not somebody who feels pressure. I don't. I gen, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that to make myself sound cool. I genuinely don't. Sometimes to my own detriment. And I think that may be the issue. I feel like he can be so driven and so fiery that he's like a he's like a train, like he's hard to he's impossible to stop. Whereas I take a little while to actually wake up and get going. And I think like that's the issue. He just gets away from me. And by the time I've kind of, you know, fully woken up and I'm hitting as hard as I should be and doing everything I should be, it's too late. So am I glad he's not in the tournament? You know what? I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mean I can't whoop his ass, but like, yeah, it's just one less thing for me to worry about or think too much about. So, yeah, I'm cool with him not being here. <laughs> Mate, that's such an honest answer. I really, th- I was just expecting you to tell him to get fucked. So, <laughs> thank just, you very much. Right, thanks. Left the call. <laughs> 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 yeah. Congratulations, Dom. You've ruined it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, mate, that's, that's great stuff. A lovely, honest answer again. Oh, God, we should get a prediction for this one. Robbie X and Aramis, guys. I'm going to stick with my boy Robbie X just because I've seen him a lot. And, you know, how can I judge Aramis without ever having seen him wrestle, right? So go on, Robbie. I'm going to go with Robbie. I'm more familiar with, with his work. Um, so, yeah, it's going to have to be him for me simply because I've, I've seen more of him. So, yeah. I think it's wise of me to go against you two then just to keep it interesting, right? Keep it a bit juicy. <laughs> uh, even though um, Robbie X is in great form and he's just beaten Ninja Mac, he's got a bit of a, um, I guess, a little bit of a, Arrow on his back in terms of progress, in terms of the fact that he's not been back for so many years. And I feel like he might feel a bit like he's not on home territory. And sometimes in sport, when you're not on your home territory, things go awry. So I'm going to go with Aramis here. Outstanding. And just like in previous years, uh, there's been some unbelievable Lucha stars that have come in for Strong Style that, you know, ju- just because we haven't heard of him yet doesn't mean he's not going to steal the whole show. I remember when Aerostar came in, just ridiculous in oh, Strong yeah. Style and over that weekend. Um, I'm sure there's been others. Uh, like, Flamita was it? Was. Flamita Fla- was it yeah. Was. Yeah. Everyone kept singing the song for Flamita to the tune of Maneater, but they were singing the wrong one. I yeah. thought it should have been Nelly, Nelly Furtado, right? He's a flammy <laughs> to make you work hard. I'm but, surprised I didn't sing that one. <laughs> well, everyone was singing um, a Hall & Oates. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Ross, you're going to have to do that long because I don't know how it goes. It was just the simple, oh, there she goes. He's <laughs> flammy to... <laughs> yeah. I still, I still maintain that Nelly Furtado would have been better. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
talking about high flyers, next up on our bracket on the right-hand side now as we're looking at the screen, we have got Jack Evans versus Johnny Progress. Uh, Johnny Nitro, Johnny SmackDown, Johnny Raw, um, Johnny Elite, uh, John Morrison or John Hennigan. Here he is. So the last name announced out of the 16 uh, was Johnny Progress. We can only assume as a replacement for Swerve Strickland, who's unable to be here this weekend. And what a big announcement for Progress Wrestling for a start. I saw him put out something on his social media today. He said he's coming to win the whole thing. Of course he is. He's not lacking in confidence as Johnny. Never has been. Um, since the tough enough days. And, you know, for me, this is sleeper match of the first round. I'm really, really excited. And after I've just put over Johnny Progress, the reason I'm so excited is for Jack Evans. Um, <laughs> it's no secret if you've listened to this before, I'm kind of the Ring of Honor guy here on the pod. My favorite era of wrestling ever is Ring of Honor, you know, 2004 to 2008. And uh, Jack Evans was such a big part of that in Generation Next. So much so that I've uh, direct message progress management to ask if they could ask Jack to bring his generation next gear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you serious? I really want him to have the red do rag and the white wife beater on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm when I saw this announced, I was just like, holy shit, like this is going to be me as. Um, you know, an 18-year-old, just like, I cannot wait for Jack Evans from the heavens. So I can't bet against my guy, Jack Evans. That's my prediction. Uh, but I just, you know, hopefully I get to buy him a beer as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. But, yeah, you guys can probably do some more analysis without being an absolute fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, what do you got? Uh, for me, I think what's going to be most interesting is Jack Evans is coming off the back of, his release from AEW. So he's got something to prove to himself and to the people at the ballroom and people watching on, on VOD. And in a similar vein, Johnny Progress, we'll, we'll call him. He obviously is a, is a huge star and a huge get for Progress. But he's someone that perhaps has gone down the card since he's left Impact, where he was kind of involved in the main event scene. In WWE, he never really was in the main event scene. I know that he had spectacular matches and it was in some really fun angles, including the Bad Bunny match, where he, I can imagine there were thousands and millions of eyes on him for that match. But in terms of his mental state coming into progress here, in terms of he's undoubtedly the biggest name in this tournament, is he going to come here with the kind of attitude that he can win this with his eyes closed? Or is he going to be similar to Jack Evans and have that fire in his belly? Because... Of Johnny Progress with the fire in his belly, that is going to be hard to beat, right? Uh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, in terms of, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like psychologically where both men are at is sort of interesting to see, as you say, in terms of the way their careers were shaken out over the last few months and things like that. But both of them are going to come in with like a point to prove. And it's kind of interesting to see like who needs it or wants it more, almost to argue that, like, uh, I think it's really close. I'm not sure if I can actually call it, you know. I don't think I can actually pick a winner. Yeah, well, in that case, it sounds like all three of us are pulling for Jack Evans. Woohoo, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously on the side of the draw with both these guys, Warren. Did you have a preferred opponent in the potential semifinal? Um, it would be Johnny Progress, purely for selfish reasons. I used to play as him on video games, so I always thought he was great. So have an opportunity to wrestle and beat him would be amazing. So, yeah, selfishly him. Fun note, Jack Evans was in a Fatal 4-Way X Division match at TNA. And it's a match I used to show all my friends who didn't know what wrestling was because I think it was like him, Loki. I can't remember who the two people were, but it was the sickest thing. And I used to show people this all the time because Jack Evans is the guy. Yeah, he, he, um, I think I remember that one as well. And like Jack also had that really short run as part of Team Canada as well, I think. Him, yeah. and, him and Teddy Hart came in when they were sort of doing the World X Cup, I think, for Team yes. Canada. Yeah, I like, yeah, that, great times as well. Yeah, I hope we get to see a bit of that, Jack. I hope we get to see a bit of the young, free-willed and wild, wild man. You know, it's going to be great. Just what, you know, Ross said that, uh, Warren, and obviously, you know, 15 other guys you've already mentioned you're looking forward to seeing gene money in the finals maybe johnny progress in the semis 
if the brackets were different, is is there anyone that you're looking at and saying, man, I really would have loved to have had the chance to work them, or I hope I do get a chance to wrestle them on the weekend? Um, as not immediately. There's nothing that kind of jumps out to me straight away. Like, yeah. uh, I'm almost not sure if it's me being as laid back as I am, but I feel like on that other side of the bracket, other than sort of RSP, there's not many people that I don't feel won't come back fairly frequently or soon enough for me to wrestle them again. So I'm kind yeah. of all right with it at the moment. I would have liked to have uh, wrestled RSP, good old Ricky. But I'm sure we'll probably meet at some point. First title defense, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me jot that yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, mate? Once once you got the strap, brother, you can start pulling the strings. You know. Oh, that's it. Uh, just everything. I'm like, you know, the wage goes up, the the demands, <laughs> so like all of it. The private dressing room. I want and, Uber uh, X, not just a normal. I want Uber X, like all, all of that stuff. <laughs> and and the listeners on the wrestling should be on podcast as well through the roof. <laughs> so thanks for the rub <laughs> no worries up next on my run sheet I've got Maggot versus Kid Lycos I was only introduced to Maggot for the first time in, in the ballroom uh, at the last chapter where he won the four way who else was in that? My guy, Bobby Guns, uh, Axel Tisha and every other person's guy was it Jern Simmons? yeah yeah uh, he, he's not so big. We've spoken about this before. But, yeah, really, really impressed a lot of people did Maggot um, in that four-way. And he's just got that banging entrance tune, hasn't he? His, his entrance music's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is cool. It really is cool. Um, so a lot of people are looking forward to seeing how far Maggot can go up against Kid Lycos. So Maggot versus Wolf. You mentioned earlier, Banksy, quite sincerely about how you might owe a debt of gratitude to Kid Lycos for you know, a chance in progress wrestling, but I'm assuming that you just will see that as an easy match in a quarterfinal should Lycos get past Maggot, right? Yeah, easy in that. Like, again, I'm I'm very laid back to my own detriment sometimes, but that's, I've got no issue. I won't have issues getting fired up for that one. Like, yeah. I owe him a debt of gratitude, but I owe him a lot of other things as well. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ross, thoughts on this one? In terms of our prediction, I predict that, Lycos Jim cheat and win because that's what they do. They don't win anything fairly. But just a question to you, Warren. Has he kind of done a detriment to himself by doing what he did to Gresham, by giving Chris Brooks the big FU in his post-match speech? Has he kind of, he's always been a numbers game kind of guy. Yeah. And, and he's kind of like thrown that in his face a little bit. And it's just him and Lycos too now, right? Yeah, he's, he, he reminds me of, he's the star scream of British wrestling. <laughs> he is the if Gresh or Brooksy were the, the Megatron he's the Starscream it's just fueled by just jealousy I think I, I don't know what his problem is but when I heard what he said that's why that's all I could think of just a guy who's been a great lieutenant who really believes he should be the captain or the general and will do anything to make that happen and as you say like he's got no mates anymore like other than like us do there's no one that you know, flipping likes the guy. There's no one that would step in to help him. Like, yeah, it's just him and Lycos too versus all of us. I know it's personal between us and I don't want anyone to fight my battles for me, but he's isolated himself. So, you know, numbers game is less of a worry for us now. Yeah. Although, as he's done to you in the past, he can use that kind of emotional blackmail on other people, I guess, right? In the future. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing as well. Everyone kind of like thinks, ha ha, they're little, you know, shit walls, ha ha ha. And it's like, I don't think they kind of grasp just how kind of devious and manipulative they could actually be. You know, it's, it's gotten them pretty far in their careers. Um, but I feel like all of that is forgotten now. Helping me get there, thank you. Helping me get to attack, thank you. But like, you cost me the Progress World Championship. Like, I owe you nothing except to ask whooping at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, so... I think we're all in agreement that we love Maggot and we love his entrance, but in a way we kind of want Lycos to win so that he gets his ass whipping here, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy for Maggot's music to play instead of mine. Like, you know, <laughs> cool with that. That's a shame. Um, I think Maggot stomps him. I'm just going on the record. I, I, th I think Lycos... Um, I could see him confidence damaged after the... Uh, what was it? 
10 second loss to Gene Money. I could see a similar thing happening here. I think I could see Wycross going on a losing streak, but that's just me. So, yeah, I, I don't think you'll have it easy in any any round of the tournament, Banksy. And that brings us to your first round match, mate. Mate, you've got the big beast of Belfast, Big Damo. Yeah. Uh, straight off straight off AEW television this week, right? Right, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was great to see. I, I've followed Big Damo pretty closely since I got to the UK, actually. I, I've seen him pull out incredible performances. I even saw him get a... I'm sure, and I could be wrong, someone's probably yelling in their earphones, but I think I saw him get a pinfall victory over Shinsuke Nakamura at your call. And I think he did it with a Van Terminator. So, um, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, this guy, now, I don't, I, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't the biggest ring in the world, but bloody hell. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you've got your work cut out for your Banksy, I think. Uh, Big Damo can go. Worldwide, oh, yeah. world-traveled star and hungry, hungry for success back in progress. Mate, I'm just, I just want to ask one question. You looking forward to it? Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. And obviously, we're all backing you for the win, mate. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, but we, we can't wait. How do you feel the match might go? How's the scouting sheet looking? Um, thankfully, he's someone that's easy to, to find, you know, footage of and stuff like that. Obviously, he, I watched him live when he was here as well. I'm looking at it and the secret is out in terms of my neck and shoulder anyway. But the one thing is, like, I can't spare people. Like, it just will probably be the last move I do. Like, and that's not me saying it in terms of like as part of entertainment or part of the character. It's just the case where I went to a therapist and they literally said like, it's just going to make the entire right side of my body freeze up if I do it. So I can't do it. That I need to find a way to beat him. I'm seeing things and I've got ideas. I'm just going to have to out-athlete him. But, you know, he's an athlete. That's the thing that people, when they look at him, they think, oh, he's this big plodding guy. I'm like, nah, he's, he's quick. He's quicker than you think. Like he's faster I, I think- than you think. I think he has a. I think he has either a football or a, a, maybe a Gaelic football background or something. That like explains that. it. Yeah, that explains like the way he moves. He can shift so fast, and that's yeah. normally like I would say that's an advantage for me. Like I'm, I'm normally the athlete, so he's got size, he's got strength. I think I've got speed on him, and I think that's going to have to be what it is. We're going to have to outmaneuver him and stick and move and find an opening and just take it. Yeah, definitely. You know, may, maybe a. Uh, Maybe a spear from the left side, Banksy. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, uh, yeah, in terms of the... So to compensate for the issues on the right, like I'm engaging... Uh, again, this is me paraphrasing a guy with a degree in this stuff, so I didn't fully understand it. But um, to, to summarise, to help with the issue with the right, I'm recruiting muscles from the left, as well as like the front of my... Like the entire front of my chest, so both pecs and stuff. So my neck is kind of... I can't, on any side, I can't do it. See, this is why you're a combat athlete and I'm teaching Macbeth from <laughs> 9 to 3. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I can't, I, just, I can't hit it. And it's, because um, I showed the physio, uh, the sports therapist, I showed him like clips and stuff of what we do. And like, yeah. he saw me, I was like, yeah, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I said what you said, like, what about the other side? And he was like, do you feel like you can? I was like, it would hurt. And he was like, it would cause the same issue you have now but on the left so just be both sides would be ruined so it's just i can't can't do it unfortunately other tools though i've got ideas i've got ideas i've I've choked people out before i know he's got a thick neck but maybe that may be the one (laughs) definitely definitely well you know if you're in trouble i you know i'll try to distract him um with some macbeth quotes from the bar oh that'd be amazing just on the over the pa system <laughs> yeah 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 brilliant mate in, in all seriousness though what an opportunity to be up against a guy you know straight off international tv this week and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah 100 percent. like on a, on a on a selfish like kind of personal level it was sort of seeing that bracket come out and i'm like oh this is amazing this is so cool <laughs> like yeah and he's such a nice guy as well. You know, not to, you know, take away from you know his efficiency as a, as a wrestler and how solid and aggressive he can be. When I saw the AEW thing, I was just like, it's just good to see good things happen to good people, you know. Yeah. Like, so it was, it, I was chuffed, and then to see this match as well is, you know, love him, but I'm I'm gonna have to take him out. Love him to death, but I gotta do what I gotta do. Definitely, mate. Definitely. So that rounds us out as far as the tournament matches go. It's hard for us without seeing any results from round one, you know, to be able to make predictions for day two. But, I mean, I think we're all saying 
Um, Ross, will you, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm back in Banks First Money on Sunday. That's my dream. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Just before we, we let you go, Warren, um, mm. just a quick note on the fact that you called Damo a nice guy. Did you see his tweet about you? Has he tweeted about me? He said he's quote tweeting the matchup versus you. Mm-hmm. And he just says, bring it on. Local favorite gets battered. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Do you know what, right? I love that because, yeah, I probably will get battered. I'm still going to win, though. Like, you know, there's just nothing worth having comes easy. I think, like, when I got this this shoulder and neck problem, I was sort of, I was worried if I'd be able to do it at all. But I kind of accepted the fact, knowing that now nothing's broken and nothing's torn, knowing that it's just pain that I have to go through. Like, we're wrestlers, we're, we're used to pain. Pain is a friend. So you can beat me up all you want, you still have to beat me, and you're not going to. Damo said that you're a local favourite, Warren. Are you expecting the fans to be behind you this weekend? I, I know we will be. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I hope so. Like, yeah. I, I feel like they've... Um, so I, you, you, you saw it, I cried after the Gresham match, and it wasn't so much not being able to become champion. I just felt like I let a lot of people down. And then I can't, I fell short in the Atlas thing as well. And I'm like, the last few times I've been seen has been me kind of letting people down. So I'm just hoping that, you know, people kind of still have faith in me and they've still trust me to kind of get there and do it. Like, I know you guys do, and I'm massively appreciative. Uh, so I'm just hoping that the ballroom feels the same way. Oh, mate, definitely. What a great, beautiful words, man. That's, that's great. Well, uh, you haven't let anyone down, but we're all backing you for this time, you know? There are a few other matches. We won't go through them in depth, but is there anything else that we're looking at, looking forward to, fellas, over the weekend? I know I wouldn't be able to do a strong style preview without calling out the ladder match on night two. Um, Our boys, the Sunshine Machine, against the fellows from uh, Birmingham, the 0121, against your lads, Ross, the Bristol boys. (laughs) Yeah. The one guy that cheers them at the ballroom. Mate, it's, it's fair enough, tribal warfare. And I, I, I really love the way that it's been set up a little bit that way. TK's really been pushing that, um, you know, London versus Bristol versus Birmingham. I'm so excited for this. Uh, yeah, I just cannot wait to see what sort of crazy shit they pull out. I'm going to go to the uh, Sunshine Machine Scissors Paper Rock Tournament on Friday night oh, to get cool. warmed up for it. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll just see how they go on Saturday. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'll give you lads a chance. Anything else that we're really looking forward to over the weekend before we wrap things up? Spike versus Kara is going to be madness. I, I said 1995 hip-hop in terms of the, the beef levels. They're at, um, I'm not even sure, some new level in terms of animosity and, and hatred, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens and just, I'm hoping, you know, they, they both live. Yeah. You know, but I- like, goddamn, <laughs> just goddamn. I just can't see either of them muttering the words. It, That's the got, thing, right? Yeah. That's kind of crazy because it's a thing of like, Kara doesn't talk like ever. So I don't know. Like, it's, that's crazy to me. I, and Spike just, I don't think we'll say it. like, uh, Especially on the uh, Queen's Jubilee weekend, right? Yeah, right. No? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Australian, so I think I can get away with messing up political references. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ross, anything else? that you wanted to mention before we wind things up? Uh, seconding what Warren's looking forward to, that um, feud has been unbelievable for the past few months. Easily some of the best stuff in British wrestling for the past few years. Absolutely love the, love the storytelling. Love the match last chapter. Love the payoff last chapter. And there's going to be even more drama in this final showdown, I'm sure. Um, but for me personally, um, someone who's absolutely fallen in love with Kanji during the, the closed era of progress in Peckham, Really happy to see her get her flowers, hopefully, in the two out of three fours match against Giselle Shaw. I think that would be really, really great as well. Big time. Big time. Uh, we're not going to mention the Atlas match because uh, that champion's got enough airplay on this episode already. <laughs> <laughs> Warren Banks, what an absolute hero. You've been more than generous with your time. You've given us more than what we asked for, uh, mate. Thanks so much. Let us know where we can find you on uh, all the socials and anything else that you'd like to like to plug. 
Oh, thank you. Um, so you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at manlikebanks, all one word. On my Twitter, there is a link tree, which will take you to basically every corner of the internet that I am on. So uh, please click on that and um, yeah, drop me a follow, drop me a message. Uh, I love speaking to people, obviously, like I, I take forever to reply. I'm one of those guys who replies in two working days, but I will reply. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just also want to say uh, a quick plug for my boy and nemesis, Forrest Hayes, who unfortunately suffered an injury, um, which has meant he's been unable to wrestle and he's also been unable to do his day job. There is a uh, fundraiser over at the Ignite Pro Wrestling page as well. So I know times are tough for everybody. If you do have anything to spare, it's all greatly appreciated. So, um, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, great cause there for sure. And fair play to you uh, for getting behind your boy there. Excellent. Well, I, know, I know that we'll be supporting any way we can here at Wrestling Should Be Fun. Thank uh, mate, thanks again so much. We, we can't wait to see you over the weekend. But um, we probably won't get a chance to talk to you because you'll just be winning in all three days. But, <laughs> mate, go well from all of us. Thank um, you. Th- thanks again, brother. No worries. Thank you. You guys have a good evening. Take care. Thank you so much. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you very much to Ross the Boss Casey. Don't forget to hit us up, rate, review, subscribe, get us on social media. But of course, as always, thank you most of all to you, dear listener. We'll catch you next week. Until then, though, drink lots of water. Look after you, mates. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun, wrestling should be fun.